to kind of ah! about it. <laughs> Browser yes. window. That's really bright. It's so bright. It's pretty right. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Was your new den in the sun? Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 123. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. Joining me today, two captive captains who would like to remind you that the buck stops spear. Dave Grimma. That's me. <laughs> There was a little bit of build up to this one, and I think it paid off nicely. Did it? Yeah, it did. It was good. No, no, I wasn't yeah, expecting. I, like I, I wasn't expecting much after you were like, "Mine stinks." You guys have beaten mine up. I don't like this. Well, the difference because how long did it take me to come up with that? Fifteen minutes. You were just shooting them off the cuff. It's like, oh, just uh, what about all these? I'm like, these are all clever. <laughs> We were about... feeling inspired at the moment, I guess, you know? Yeah. One might say inspired now. You should have followed through. You should have followed through. You should have followed through. I had the throw. I missed yeah. it. But we're talking about spears yeah. and such because we played, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, Oliha? Yeah. It took like Oliha. You had it the first time. It's just a J. It took, it took months like of prepping you to get to that point. You mm-hmm. nailed it, and then you were like, wait, I'm going to use the mistake instead. It's a self-confidence thing at that point. Like, can, my my yeah. first instinct can't be right. Can't I guess Oliha. Or as the game says it, Oliha. <laughs> it's very deep and guttural. Yeah. I would have liked to just see the voice the voice booth when they were doing like they the, must have, the jargon well, voice. Mark, I totally stepped on your moment there. It's a vibe. Just it was developed by a skeleton, skeleton, ah, skeleton, skeleton <laughs> crew studio and published by... Dave's favorite. I, I think they're good. Devolver Digital. That's and Dan. Oh, yeah. I guess you like them, too. Yeah. Am I am I the least big on Devolver games? I think you're... I think I am. Least big? I think it's just because you don't want Annapurna to lose their spot. I know. But I lately, I gotta say, it. we had a little swapsies with this game and another Annapurna game. Um, but before that, usually when we do the podcast, we go around. We're like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Bop it up it up. But... We were talking, and usually we, we try not to talk about current events because by the time we record and air, there's a little bit of a delay, but something's been coming up in the industry, and I'm very curious to see how you guys feel about it, because I, I don't actually even know how I feel I'm about like, it. I don't know what you're going, getting at. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the news, kind of some big things. One, Nintendo said they were going to do it. They they let us know. It's like, okay, we're going to release these, uh, these 3D Mario games digitally and physically only until a certain date after that you can't get it okay. everyone's like really they're gonna do that yeah and they did it they did it's it happened. well it's as of this recording the 31st maybe tomorrow april 1st they'll be like remember that we made a joke that was april 1st and now it's april that 4th. would be that would be kind of <laughs> really fun. actually i think that would be the most nailed do april you, fool's joke ever do you think that they're gonna they're going to so wait, they're gonna have a timed release, and then that's it. That's it. This is so it. It's already over. Super Mario this is, Thirty Five is, is going offline after today. The Super Mario Three All Stars Collection is going away. You can't buy it unless you go on eBay, and I'm not gonna go through it all. There's a lot of stuff that they released, and they're like, it's going away. What are they, Disney? Yes, that's what people are saying. That they threw it in the oh, Nintendo it, vault. It's gonna come out of the vault. Right. Can't tell. And that's it's pretty gone. much what they're they're going with there. It's like. It's just going away, and I've been, I've been under a rock. I totally missed this. It'd be, it'd be. Well, you can still buy the Super Mario 3D All Stars Collection if you want. I it. don't want it. 
All right. It doesn't work. Well, it doesn't affect you that much. <laughs> but the I think the biggest takeaway is that they can do this kind of thing. And because Nintendo That's Nintendo. Nintendo. They but do they this does do. set a precedent, doesn't it? Do you think that this is an answer to people waiting for games to go on sale? Well, see, like, and that's what's interesting for them. Diminishing returns of a price point. Because Nintendo doesn't put their games they on don't. sale. You can still buy, let's see, hold on, I'm going to look it up right now. I How guarantee much you, is Breath, Breath of the Wild? <laughs> Breath of the Wild is going to be fifty nine ninety nine. I'm going to go on Best Buy because they There's usually no, like, have the best hits version. Nintendo nope. doesn't do 59 that. 59.99 at Best Buy, 49.99 Nintendo at does not... Does not put their games on sale. You can get it used for forty bucks on the Wii U. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. But they've they've kind of set that precedent. It's like our games are so good, they're so mm-hmm. quality, they don't go on sale. And that's, that's the price always, it is. And like I said, what, what was Animal Crossing when it came out? Was Animal Crossing is still sixty. That's not going to go down in price yeah. ever. And it's just one of those things when you pair, when you always you compare like a success of sales. Like they just announced, um, Ghost of Tsushima sold mm-hmm. uh, six point five million copies. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, that's a huge success. Same year that it came out, Animal Crossing came out, which sold like 30 million units. And how many but, of those 6.5 million price. Ghost of Tsushima's are on sale versus, nope, right. uh, Animal Crossing, that's all 59.99. If, if all anything, all this good Ghost of Tsushima move, uh, news puts it on sale. It's like, oh, people are talking about ghosts. It's way after the release window. Let's sell it for 30 bucks. Or yeah, cheap, and it's, like, just, you know? it's just interesting how they do that. And then, sticking with Sony... It also has not come out this this week that PS Vita, PS3, mm-hmm. and PSP stores are all going offline. You could still download games yeah. you have purchased, but you cannot buy any new games. You don't lose access so. to your library. And I thought that was an interesting little note that if there's a game that you buy that has Vita access to it, you get that on your Vita still. So, you so don't... basically they're taking down the store. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. The hard stop taking down the store. They're not like stopping support. Yeah, yeah, and the, 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 the biggest thing is when the you compare... API for downloading the game that you already own still yeah. exists. It's the same. It's, yeah. it's they're just they don't want the the server space to to have to keep up keep up the store. I don't I know. So. I think they just no. They're literally deciding because they're still going to be holding those games. They're not going to be adding any new ones, I guess. But they're like if you wanted to download any of your PS3 games, you could. So they're not yeah, really that's freeing the big anything thing. up. It's just that they're yeah. saying don't buy games on our old consoles anymore because we're done making stuff for that. What you knew was going to happen eventually, but it just the PS3 in particular, when you compare it to PS4 and 5, like the PS1 classics, PS3 games like Infamous, the first one, it's like, mm-hmm. you can't get those games on your current systems. No. So, and of course, Xbox, because they're sitting there like, oh, we're going to we're gonna throw They're taking like, Sony's ads and turning them back around on them. They're just they're like, having... oh, you know what? You got 360 games, come play them forever yeah. on all systems. We're so good. And they're really holding it. So, it's really kind of feel like these these just clouds have all kind of brought up this this concept of game preservation. Mm-hmm. Like, are we in t- like how do we make sure games don't disappear forever? Do we even need to make that as a priority? I don't know. I really kind of go back and forth. It's a very big, ongoing discussion that I'm glad we're about to dip our toe into. Oh, but mm. it, it's just you know on one hand, some people watch TV shows and they don't go back to it. And they had their experience and they remember it well and they'd love to talk to you about it. But do they need to watch the entire series over? Nine times out of ten, probably not. But I mean I say this, but Annie and I are on our like third watching of Avatar The Last Airbender together on Netflix. We bought it nice. because I'm afraid Netflix is gonna take it down. So this kinda that is the whole thing right there. Yeah, like I was trying to come up with like comps for it, but I think like if there's some movie you you've seen and mm-hmm. you wanna watch it, you could find it. 
A movie something. is different, I guess. Why, I though? Guess. Why should it be different? It is the same. Well, I'm sure, I guess, you know, we're talking about a, you know, a video file as opposed to, you know, all these PS3 games, which I know is probably what the problem is, why you don't get them, it's their cell architecture and the, the way it's built. Like, it's not an <sighs> easy to port things. I guess. I don't know, though. But, like, that's kind of thing. It's Then it's like, why isn't everything ported everywhere? Because it does take a little work. Yes, it does take work to port something over, but it's not impossible. They've proven that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, but it's then it becomes, the, like you were saying, it's like nine times out of ten. Are the people who are really vocal and upset about these things, is there so many of them that it's legitimately a problem? Or is it one of no. those things that it's a nice thought that I could go back at any point and play these games, but am I actually going to do that? I don't know. Dave, do you have any thoughts on this? I feel like. No, I just, (laughs) I'm thinking about whether or not they're trying to inflate the value of a physical copy of a game. I don't know why they wouldn't. They don't want you buying physical copies. They get, they make less money off them. They want you getting stuff digitally, but maybe they want to make the time that it exists on the shelf less. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I just think, I, they must, you know, obviously they know how many people are actually buying mm. things off the PS3 store. It's got to be to the point where it's, it's like, okay, is this really worth it anymore? Right. That we're still running these things? Because you know what's going to happen eventually. It's just so funny to think about. Yeah. Because they don't, like to Dave's thought earlier, they're not saving any server space if they're keeping the games up there. Yeah, because so you still got to be able to download They're, they're, they're saying no to money. They don't have to I support guess. the store. They don't have to support the store. That <clears throat> I guess they, the store they don't anymore. have to support developers making new games for their Vitas because there were developers that had to like cancel their titles that are coming out for the Vita. This yeah, year. that was that was the other thing. It was just really all these people didn't really know what was happening. Right, and it was like oh, suddenly that to me, games not going to be done in time. That to me was the biggest upset. I believe yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if those developers hooked up a limited run and tried to get their game out physically and you know. But that's I, all very case by case. It, yeah, like that that costs money to, yeah. like, to make a print. So I don't know, man. It's it's dicey because all of a sudden I'm back on the buying physical copies train, you know? And not because mm-hmm. of this. It just started happening around the same time. I thought it was interesting timing for my little, uh, I guess, return to that. I'm not only buying digital, but I'm not only buying physical either. Or, but, but see, but so like when you think about the, there's been – as another guy who's also into physical, like you love last... physical games. You've been doing that oh, for a lot love. longer. So like, you've been stuff. making a concerted effort to say, I want this physical copy of a well, game that I played. It's really been, I think the last year. And mm-hmm. I think it's actually more of me like fighting off depression. That was a very, a very honest statement. Yeah. And I, I think so. Thank you for that. Cause you're also like, and the laugh really makes show you how it's true. Yeah. Cause you're like, it, that's the, I think so. I think it really has been my mission of, but you celebrating something you love is a perfectly okay way to fend off yeah, that Yeah, and demon. it's just like surrounding myself just, with the things yeah. I love. Yeah, if it makes you yeah. happy, then it's worth yeah, it. There are much worse things that people have... Well, I'm not going to get into that, but I'm just saying that's that's fine. <laughs> I could be doing the heroin. Uh, yeah, all right. That. That's, I'm, buying, <laughs> I'm buying the flame and the flood for thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I think... Like the the physical, I don't think physical is ever gonna go anywhere. You're always gonna be able to buy Wait, certain games physically. Uh, hold that thought. There is two versions of a PlayStation right now, disc and digital. Do you not think that Sony is deciding right now if they're gonna make a PS6 oh, digital no, I, only? I mean, like, obviously, if the if the system physically changes in itself, that okay, I can't play this anymore. 
then yeah. Right. I'll, let me rephrase that. I don't think in anywhere in the near future. The, the, the scales are definitely shifting. More stuff is bought digitally mm-hmm. now than physically. But I for the as long as there's a dish, you know, because there's all these people in the Midwest, they have crap internet. Like, I think in 10 years, you're still going to be able to buy a, a physical game. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not going to be as, oh, it's like everywhere. But you raise a great like, point because some people want to play video games and not have to have gigabit internet or cannot right. get internet like that because the fios and all that that's all tied up in like government and who owns what and what yeah, cables can like you lay of... it's a mess you can't so you can't even wait for that to happen unless they start doing the 5g but the 5g <laughs> yeah it's it's <laughs> so it's so it's so annoying it's but so it just annoying. makes me think, especially just, just for this one particular instance, what I was kind of getting to is like, there's a lot of games on the PS3 that mm-hmm. are not physical. Like one I think of, I've never played it, but it's always one of those games people bring up. Do you ever hear that game Tokyo Jungle? No. It's It was this weird first party, like PS3 game where you play animals in a like dystopian oh, yes. city. I've seen this game really weird you play really as animals like living yeah. in the aftertimes of humanity yeah, like there's basically. no humans and they're just like well <laughs> here we now are like, but you, you built us these towers that we can't use because we have no thumbs right and that game is now unless you grow us like literally i don't think you take the thumbs you go thumbs. Thumbs. but yes, like that's, that's that's a game that's kind of like now thumbs. like pt <laughs> because it's it, there was no physical you can't get it now well, once the store closes, so let's get it. it. I'm gonna buy download it. it. I mean, but that's what I think. It's one of those games that is gonna it's gonna be glossed because once people's PS3 start dying, yeah, and they don't work anymore, that that's it. They're stranded there unless they find. Not say if you want to yeah, be PS2 optimistic. still running, dude. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> they make okay it, hardware. And I just I don't know. Like so, I keep thinking. Like I really don't know how I feel about it because, yeah. like. I, lo- I I it's sad that the idea it's like games like Tokyo Jungle are gone mm-hmm. like that's it, but at the same time, am I really gonna stop and play Tokyo Jungle? No, but the fact that it's gone gone is sad. The but like that... I don't know if it's if it's a problem that it's gone. It's like that's a problem. I think it is. I I think ultimately losing the ability to access, let's just call it art, because that's what games can be considered. <sighs> Losing that is is uh, it's it's upsetting in that books sense. Books go out of print. See, that's, go out of that print. was they do. That was literally like, what I was gonna bring up next because you know there's so many books and you know like my books out of print. Yeah. You could still find them because there's copies out there. But don't you have but, a digital copy? Yeah, like the digital copies that we're gonna. I guess that's true. So like Take they go out back. of print. It's true. <laughs> they, it does go if out of print. It was an old enough book that they never made a digital copy of it. Yeah, like the pre pre-digital time before ebooks like those there's a lot of books that are gone and but there's so many is it you know it's like the books that are we've kind of as a society of the this is like the important ones they get reprinted they get you know re-released and things like that the ones Mm -hmm. that they're got found at least the ones that people (laughs) decide are important let's or or that are quote unquote selling Mm -hmm. enough and then when you think about the games that are really selling well on ps3 they'll get ports they'll right. get ports yeah so i don't know it also i mean that's a we could talk about this the whole pod but the uh <laughs> nintendo also set a precedent with i mean they're equally setting good and bad ones but the one that's curious is how they handle the virtual console i mean it's not even called oh, that yeah, anymore like, that was a, that that's was a, a service situation. that's a service that's an archive now it's not you can download it i mean you can download it to play 
and it works, but you're not downloading a copy of it that's yours, essentially, which, I mean, mm. what's yours digitally? But what I'm saying is they've turned their archival into a service, so it's worth questioning if that's something that's on Sony's radar. They're not going to tell us. But, but, like, you can't, like, games you bought on the Wii, mm-hmm. you can't play on your Switch. Correct. No. Gosh, no. You no, have to buy eShop, on the Switch. Yeah, the eShop for the Wii is actually, I think, offline, but you but, couldn't access, like, I have 3DS games on the eShop. I can't even come close. Yeah, to but is it? It's not. But like, there were games that came out on the Wii digitally that are just gone, right? Uh, if you didn't, or buy you could them. play them on the Wii U, I guess, because they shared it. Then they shared. The Wii U does have Wii, the Wii U has virtual a way to console built in. Virtual console, different Wii. Yeah, yeah, like you're actually loading a Wii UI, like it inside has, like, the yeah. Wii U. Yeah. It brings up the old mm-hmm. OS and it's basically it an emulator. <laughs> yeah, and um, you can access, I think, a lot of stuff. I have my Wii. It lives on inside the Wii U. Yeah. Um, my my Wii died before I oh man. made it womp, womp. That stinks. I don't know. I guess it's just, it's so much more complicated when you compare it to something it's, like a books. Yeah. I got a copy, a physical copy of it. I got to keep it going, but it's in a library. You can, we got it. We have archives and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like with these games, all the licensing issues and platform holders, like it's just so much more, so more complicated. It feels like, I guess. Maybe it's only more complicated because we know about it. I think that Maybe. other things are that complicated. I mean, you know that books aren't straightforward, more so now than I, you did before. But at the same time, it's like if I have a copy of this book, I could donate to a library, which I, in a certain regard could then support a community. Somebody like, told I me that you can get games from a library. You can. Okay. Sure. You can check them out. But like, I can't. I can't donate Tokyo Jungle. <laughs> it's just gone. You're right. Yeah. I can't give somebody PT. Yeah. It's gone. Like. I don't it, sounds know, like a, it sounds like a, you know, an STI though. So like uh, you can't give somebody <laughs> give PT. PT to everybody. <laughs> wow, it's a problem for them. I don't know. So I guess it, it's going to be interesting seeing the next couple of years, especially as we go more and more digital. Like, are we going to get these more more unified storefronts like a Steam or something? Where if it's there, like why can't PSN be PSN for all time now? Why can't Nintendo have the Nintendo store and it's always there. Stop like, reselling me the same game. Exactly. I like. I, I wonder if that's really what it comes down to. But but then what do you do with all these games that are not super popular but for like posterity? We want to be able to have yeah. them still mm-hmm. but we're not. I don't know. PC isn't totally immune to like I remember when the shift to 64-bit processors started yeah. to become real. Yeah, and then like to games that to... were 32-bit that couldn't support 64-bit, you just can't play them anymore. Yeah, Steam. so either the developer updates it to work, or you finagle it a lot and probably don't but, get it to work. But I think with PC, because of how open it is, people can, even if the developers and yeah. people don't want to do it... And the audience is more understanding. Yeah, like mm-hmm. how many, like all these super... Like, you can find ROMs of pretty much anything. They're there. Yeah. People got them. You can also find and, ROMs of PS3 games if you wanted to. Yeah, you might be able yeah, to play your jungle. But it's just, it's harder to play those things, kind of, I guess, would be the other thing. Like, it, I could, not that I could donate, but I could just get a Super NES, you know, ROM player and play them all right could, now. You could. I you could. I don't, you shouldn't. You, are, you, wanna, you should own every emulator, every ROM game you play. Let me Let's ask just you put this. that on record. And maybe we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll button up this conversation with this. We'll so, let's say there's, there's a game that, like a Tokyo Jungle that is no longer available for sale. Okay. You can't you can't buy it anywhere. It's not an eBay. It's on nothing. But you can get a ROM on it. I know legally it's illegal still, 
But morally, is it wrong to take that game, steal that game, if you really don't have any other That's the question. options? That's the question. Because they smack down hard on emulators and stuff like that. Or I should say the yeah. ROMs. So they that that's like a hypocritical thing, I guess. Because you can't archive it because you love this game. Because how much money are they really losing on somebody playing a game they're not selling anymore? How much money are they truly losing on that? I mean, but we're not allowed to ask these questions because we're not the legal team at Sony, right? But just more like, morally fine, right? It, to me, that is when it becomes you, really great you, because you're not you losing money. Lose on my it. ability to purchase the game, right? But then I guess it comes down to so then would you then agree with the statement you have the right to play that game? No, <laughs> because no? you're not, not. I would say that because. You're legally privilege? not allowed to play an emulate a game that you well, don't I'm not own. Saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying like legal rights. I'm saying moral. <laughs> I, morally, I have the right to do this. I'm having a hard time separating the two on this subject. This is. This is uh... <laughs> I of course want people to have access to games that are gone. That's like something I want. I want to be able to know that I can play Sonic Adventure if I get bored. You know what mm. I mean. <laughs> You can. That's probably a bad example. You can probably find a dream. Actually, you can probably find a Dreamcast really easily. Um, but I, I think it's just yeah, it's it's just too bad that we can't have both. Because I I know. I'm trying that to think of it like from another point of view, like like from a certain point of view. Yeah, like let's say it is um, an out of area sporting thing. Ah, out of area sporting. Thing. Right, you can't. Are like, you? Yes. Oh. Go on. Like a sports game. Mm-hmm. Like a sports game. A sporting event. A event. Yeah. Cricket that you Where can't watch because they're not physically. airing it locally to you, but you would like to watch it. Right. Now you. It's different because there are often services that you can pay for to still mm-hmm. watch it. Right? right. But are you? Let's say that didn't exist. And it was just the local footage or no, or nothing. Right. Right. Like, would you it, think like, oh, if there was a way to steal this signal to watch it, that that should be morally okay. I think it's the yeah, same gray area as buying a pay-per-view of wrestling and inviting 30 people to your house. Like having a huge pay-per-view party because you're going to watch wrestling at that point. I think I know that there's like some stipulations that uh, technically you could have it shut down or be fine for it. But like if you have four or five people over for a pay-per-view, it's fine. I love to see all these HBO boxing people go to yeah, the house. Yeah, but I think that's the same thing for sporting events and sports bars. Like, yeah, like they oh, have yeah. to have a They're... license for that or else they yeah. can't buy the pay-per-view to put it on the TVs there. Mm. And that to me is insane because they paid for it. And the people are paying for it. Like, it's just this gray area that gets created almost I guess in spite it, it, of the fact that they made these rules that we can't break without paying for it ourselves. Yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> I guess it comes down to, it's like, we don't want to jip people out of the the financial I, I earnings that they earn by putting term. out a product. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm thinking, like, I know, like, football. I, I watch that on my computer. Yeah, but football's on public television. But, like, the Jets are in Pennsylvania. So, like, I can't see them locally. I could pay for a service so I get access to it. Oh, there's me so much. The but airwaves are tied up in legal jargon. Free my media. This is a complicated issue, listener. So, mm-hmm. And if you have anything to say what, about it, hit us yeah, up on Twitter. let us know what you think, because we don't know what we think. Do you, uh, are you a diehard Tokyo, what is it? Jungle, Tokyo jungle. fan. Show us. Show Let us your Tokyo, Tokyo Jungle, jungle live on. 
But what we're gonna let live on is the main topic. Good evening, listeners. This is your captain speaking. We are approaching the main topic. Please note that the spoiler light has been turned on. I repeat, spoilers incoming. Thank you. Dan Colonna. Hey. Oliha. Uh huh. What? What the game? What this? What's the game I picked? Oh, well, he plays a guy who's got a spear. He's going to fire it. Oh, if you want me to get a little specific, I have... A little bit more. Let us know what these developers like. I can read that. Olea is a game about Faraday's quest. A man shipwrecked then trapped in the mysterious country of Terraphage. Armed with the legendary harpoon, he and other castaways try to leave this hostile country to return to their homelands. This game has been very positively reviewed. It came out in January of 2021. I for some reason thought it came out last year. I guess that's no. I think it did. I think of this year. No, I think were, oh maybe yeah. on Steam. Well, whatever. No, you oh got no, the it, demo you got came it for out last this year. year's fantasy critic. Hey. The demo came out last year. Is what it was. That's exactly and right now. <laughs> this game is created by Skeleton Crew Studio and Thomas Olson. Um, I don't know why they're listed separately, but they mm. are. <laughs> He's like, I'm not part of that skeleton. <laughs> I know. Get them over here. <laughs> I have skin, bones, and muscles. Get that out of my face. And it was published by Devolver Digital. Uh, this is Iggy Pop and the Stooges. This That's is Skeleton right. Crew and Tom. <laughs> what was That's his name? Right. He's the front Tom man. Olson. Tom two Olson. S's. Um, this game's popular user defined tags are action, adventure, exploration, and I'm going to give you two hidden tags. Two hidden tags. Two. Two. Of them. Um, try on this hat. Wow. I was going to go fashion show. Go fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show at lunch. Well, you're both, you're both uh, quite striking in your answers. It was fantasy and indie. And I nice. disagree with indie because Devolver did not make this game. Well, they they published it. But they're, they're, they didn't make they're this acting, game. They're acting as I a publisher. Absolutely right they, now. Yes. Well, we, we've we, that term is fast and loose these days. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know who else is... We need, uh, a term, we need a, an alternate term for this we we right like baby game what, well because <laughs> oh little baby game made by baby, baby devolver game. digital but speaking of babies um dave can oh, you yes, tell yes. me more about Take this game oh. and maybe more layman's terms <clears throat> oliha is a t- is a 2d action adventure pixel graphics game about a shipwrecked captain named faraday it feels like it's inspired by one of those old-fashioned flat-earth maps that warn of monsters if you go too far out to sea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Faraday finds this mythical harpoon that binds itself to him and grants him the ability to teleport to its impaled location. This works not only in combat, but also as a traversal mechanic. Uh, so this game has you fighting enemies and unraveling the story as you attempt to rescue your crew and escape the world of Terraphage. Rated M for magic hats. Nice. That's good. They are hats. <laughs> they are magical. It's like, oh, he's the hat salesman. Well, let's start with uh, the story. Because I... That was the thing that I think kind of really stood out to me about what made this game kind of awesome, quite frankly. Um, Dave, you mentioned that kind of flat earth idea. And I never thought of it that way, but... What I thought was so cool about like the tone it strats, I kept thinking Last of the Mohicans, if you remember that film for many, many I've never seen ago. it, but I know I've never the seen film. it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a legendary Lewis. movie. It is a legendary movie. But I only saw it because I used to teach eighth grade history and kind of looking at 
the world at the time period, there was kind of this perception because, you know, it's hard to travel, you know, mm. elsewhere. Like there was this like exoticism of the of the East mm. and the, what is in the West. It, 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 you totally nailed it because it, it kind of plays with that idea of the world is out there. It's like you understand it and you, there's a lot of imagery and things like that. You understand what they are. But yet these stories would pass about how adding these fantasy elements mm, to it which i yeah. thought that somebody scene... returns and they have crazy stories to tell <laughs> right of these things and then like it's fun it's like oh you know this is what in history what they were writing about it really yeah. obviously this is a very fantasy based game building yeah. monsters and things like that but it really did a great job i think kind of just nailing that that tone of it mm -hmm. and as in the story kind of unravels where, where Faraday, he has this lord, and things are not going well for his talents. He takes off on the ship, gets he's a captain. By a whale. He's a captain. He's trying Cap to... Captain without a boat. That's right. And he's trying to get his town to have stuff. I think he's right. on a, a trip to fix their problems. Yeah. yeah, and then kind of getting roped up in the, the drama that's mm -hmm. happening in this terraphage places. So, Dan, I'll kick it to you first because it was your game. Yeah. Were you interested? Did it rope you in? Did oh my you God. see where the story Immediately. Went? Like, when I saw this game, it was, I think, for a Devolver showcase. They mm. said, by accident, f f you know, available today. And, or demo available today. And it wasn't, like, totally Shadow ready. drop the demo, I thought No, they tried to shadow <laughs> drop the demo, and they, like, messed that up. They're like, duh, demo's next week, or something like that. And, Soon. Yeah. It's a big shadow. <laughs> but this game's sense of style, and the sound effects, and the art just immediately hooked me and mm. I, I couldn't see past how this all looked you know what I mean that mm. it's just so aesthetically tactile and good looking almost to a fault we could talk about that later but that's those are my first impressions of the game and then like this weird voiceover style storytelling and the sort of PC graphics kind of uh cinematics like where they're pixelated but they're clearly trying to emote real movements all of this was just so good so i was like we have to play this for the podcast it's it's to me mm. an ideal podcast game um yeah maybe That's, somebody who did feel who did dave were you kind of intrigued in the beginning by the way it looked um the way i mean was i was it immediately it reminded me of katana zero Without mm. the cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. mm. Like a and then as soon as I played it, I was like, I wish this was Katana Zero. <laughs> like, but you weren't really interested to kind of see the, where, no, where the story I, went with I the I mean, like, guy. it's kind of like... I mean, I get that they were kind of going for some, like, spooky elements. But mm. really, it was just kind of like f a lot of fighting gross blobs early. And, like, I know that it evolves into some other things. But, like, it didn't grasp me. And I felt like the combat is very simple yes and so, and, yeah, and I, that didn't keep me interested i i want to talk a lot about the comic because i have a lot of thoughts on it but yeah i want to stick with what kind of dan was saying with like the visual style of mm. it where it was such an interesting choice because i think a lot of ways like it is so simple looking and minimal and i think in a lot of ways it kind of mimics the story where the storytelling is actually very minimal mm -hmm. they have their cutscenes they have these things but there's so much about this world that's just not told yeah and i was like what's the deal with aliha what's the deal with mm -hmm. the girl right and they yeah. leave you questioning a lot of it most of the time i didn't get my answers answered because i didn't finish the game but i am i, I am curious to learn <laughs> well see that's what's interesting like she 
the bits they give mm-hmm. about her and the reverence about her, but they don't really ever kind of talk about this is why. She's yeah. basically just the princess. I think that... Yeah, I, first, I, thought, I was wondering, I, I'm like, is it going to be that your princess is in another castle? Like, are you going to keep rescuing her? <laughs> no. Well, I sure did have that feeling when you first get her, right? Like, she's in a yeah. box, and you get her out, and you're like, oh, yeah. your person and, was in that box. And okay. then they're like, then oh, it, no, you freed her basically but we'll right. protect her now but maybe it wasn't a good thing that you freed her i was like what I, how is it not a good thing why keep person in box <laughs> and that's what's so interesting about because again she is the title so she you would think she's really kind of plays a central role in this so she's she the just heiress gives of the you water to drink special water she gives you the water but she's <laughs> when she's first introduced they're like oh you know i saved this girl whatever She's described as I wrote this down. She is the very land you walk on and the sea you sail. Yeah, I just meant I just assumed that that meant she was basically like empress of this area. Yeah, and but you and know, I think because it also like plays... in that whole embodiment of like you know using the the royal wig and stuff like that. And... Well, I think that, no, and I think that's very touchable, especially when you think about who Faraday is. Like Faraday is the lord of his town, so. Mm. It, it, it has this kind of through line of these people in this time period of like, not exactly like a monarchy, but like how there is these elevations of terms of status. And these are the people on top who are ultimately responsible for the people at the bottom. Faraday is responsible for his crewmates, to mm-hmm. saving them and to yeah. saving his town. Oliha is in charge of the kingdom and mm-hmm. helping fight back this Yeah, And maybe there's some more place, mystical but... elements that she has, but I didn't find out, you know? Well, she... What's interesting is as her story, and I know Dave, you said Dan. How far did you get again? You said I actually just ran into her in the garden. And, oh, um, the garden! It seems oh. like a pretty. Oh. I don't know how to do this right uh. now. But, so yeah, what's interesting, and I definitely didn't see it coming, is it it, it basically turns into a romance. Okay. Where, and you can kind of feel like I mean, the, she won't the listen box to me right now. Kind of seemed that way. Let yeah. So like, and kind of talking about again, like the minimal storytelling. You know, there are very like few. There are these occasions where it's going to be an memoirs action, of a geisha, an action story. Uh, you know, there's a whole sequence where you fight her, and she's kind of like doing karate, and it's very cool. Um, she's actually a boss. This <laughs> is like, oh, this is tough. Um, but get yeah, going with like the minimal storytelling. Like when you first go into Terraphage, it's like Terraphage, black screen. There's the font, and I think Dan, you might have got it. Where it's like, there's one there. It's like the flower. Mm-hmm. And it turns into a stealth segment where you give her a flower, basically. And then in a scene later on, you have like this moment in the elevator. And it kind of feels like stolen because you're basically going from like guards to guards watching her. And she like shows them the flower. It's when I when I, and I think ultimately what cut this kind of plays into what this story is. You know, it is a romance and it it plays with this idea because, again, Faraday, he's trying to get these keys. He's trying to get his crew home. And he ends up falling in love with her. They have a, a romantic encounter, which is interesting seeing it pixelated. It's like, and Great. it's very well done. It's very tasteful, I must say. Um, he falls in love with her, and she clearly falls in love with him. And there is a line as you beat the uh, the big bad, who I, I forget his name. I don't know if it matters. Whatever that blob dark monster thing is. Um, it's like this evil that continues to come back. Yeah, and it's trying to kind of destroy her, destroy this world, bring it down. And when you defeat him, he says this line, uh, this is the dusk of my solitude and the dawn of yours. That's kind of like a little stick it to you. And then he leaves her, 
and you know they kind of have this moment by the door and he leaves and mm-hmm. then as he was sinking in the bending he then kind of rises mm-hmm. up and i was sure i think they don't give you a lot more than that so it's really left for you to kind of fill in the blanks so what i did personally was like just thinking about this this whole game kind of turned into this idea of kind of balancing your your responsibilities of your role versus kind of i don't want to say selfish but like your desires for like personal contentment and fulfillment where yeah, because everything's about the crew finding the crew saving the crew feeding your town faraday is a peep a man of the people yeah and, and it's clearly like he wants to be with her but at the same time he wants his role is to save his people and be mm-hmm. the leader mm-hmm. kind of like her where her role is to be the heiress of this kingdom and lead them where she just wants to be with him and it's just interesting how that all i i thought kind of unfolded and the sure. weight given to all these little moments between them and who they are, it's really not a complicated story, but yet I thought it felt so much more impactful the moment giving her the flower, uh, the moment getting the spear. They do that great, great shot where it's a black screen and he's like side shot and then they have the spear shot. So it's like there's the two of them. Goes back right to back. through you. Yeah. It's just like everything is given so weight of like this mm. is destiny, this is fate, this is playing with things that are very much bigger than just who these people are. But yet, all these things then have to kind of crush the personal connections and the personal desires of these people to kind of keep the balance of the world, mm-hmm. I thought. I have a problem. So, can we talk about the light combat mechanics? Yeah, let's kind of get to the, your, your go through its bosses. It's not... I would You wouldn't describe this as a Metroidvania, right? Because it's a little too linear. No, no it's, it's too linear. Not, it's a side-scrolling action game. This yeah, is this is strictly... There's the puzzles... But yeah, and then once you kind of beat an area, closes off, so you yeah. can even go back there if you wanted. You mean you can so, go to some places again, but there's no point, right? Yeah, it's like once you can you get the like, item there. You can kind of like farm for more feathers or something. There's a secret item, a few places. Yeah, there's, there's like items, the bottle, like, the yeah, bottle ship. That's yeah. about it, though. Ship in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Not a ship bottle. in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, I'm intrigued by the story that you're telling me, but I'm thinking, like, okay eliminate all the combat and it's instead it's a LucasArts adventure game in which there are some cutscenes of me using the harpoon and I'd be like okay I'm more intrigued that would be a better game because so you are you never dug the combat I never dug, I, like I found the combating so combat so dull in its simplicity mm-hmm. outside of the boss fights I only had one boss fight Yellow cloak. The, yeah, that guy. Yeah, which was fine. <laughs> but I'm just saying, out every combat that wasn't a boss fight, I, I was like, why am I bothering? Mm. Like this is this is just elongating the game f- for not much value. Interesting. Did did you kind of feel the same way as you were kind of going from segment to segment? Like, I love the combat going? in this game. You love the combat, and mm-hmm. there are some pretty complex move sets that you get. And you mm-hmm. can do some pretty cool stuff, but because it's so that. easy, I'm like, I don't really need to do any of it. Right. It does. It rewards you for doing things that look cool. Visually. For yeah. yourself. That's for, yeah. And I actually came to that realization earlier. So I'm with you on that. Like the comp, but I'm also grateful because I think they could have gotten really mm-hmm. complicated in a game that would have sullied its own experience mm-hmm. on and the I other was, end of the spectrum. I was reading an article on theverge.com. Yeah. discussing this exact thing and they were talking about how it's great that the combat is simple and like that a lot of action adventure 2d games 
almost all of them that they lynched like like uh like Axiom Verge and like like yeah. um Dead Cells and all these games mm-hmm. like the combat is almost punishing and difficult right and it really makes it a slog to get through there's there's a big movement I don't know if I call it a big movement but there's like a really good normalization of difficulty in video games being mm-hmm. like you know give the people who want the challenges the challenges yeah that doesn't hurt but don't make all games like Dark Souls, basically, is the... Yeah, don't make all games Dark Souls, which I agree. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, but... I agree with that. I just, I felt like, because this didn't tickle my interest in the same way, like, the the combat for Katana Zero, I thought, was oh. perfectly paced. I love that game so much. You know, yeah. there's actually, um, not to turn this into Katana Zero, but we might need to revisit it, because there's, like, a the big DLC's pat- coming. DLC that's, like, apparently as big as half the game. I saw that. I Dan? would... I Dan? would, I would, I <laughs> would podcast like... about this. I'm just, I'm just saying. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I agree though, back. because this game does have the same aspirations to deliver style as Katana Zero and story as Katana Zero does. So I totally understand that comparison and the combat in Katana Zero is bananas and good. So it's like, whew, how do you, how yeah. do you, when you compare the two, yeah, then and it's like, clear. I also found myself mentally comparing it to what was the name of that game where you're the crazy guy who shoots guns? Pedro. My name is Pedro. I was thinking no. of Pedro often. Pedro has like, no name? I'm, my name my is friend Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> my friend Pedro. My, oh, my, oh, my I friend, said my name my is friend, Pedro. My name my is, friend, your name is Mark. <laughs> my friend Pedro. My friend Pedro it was more fun to me than this. Mm. And I don't I, even like that game. Yeah, I, I didn't care for it either, but like I... It really made that focus of kind of like the style. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate your admiration for games that turn combat into puzzle. I think that's, I, I think that's a big standout between the two of them, which is and good. I, think, I like that. Yeah. And I, I think when you think of the most, the most ideal terms, it's like, okay, we want a story that's really engaging and interesting with great characters. And in between the story moments, you are going through dungeons that are interesting and thought provoking mm-hmm. and you're using these mechanics. And then when I think, you know, also it comes out, you either hit it and you do it well, or you don't and it's not good. I never minded the combat because that wasn't the value. You I thought that like was getting... ancillary. I almost appreciated it because I never hit a point where I only had one boss fight. Um, you fight like these. I don't know if you guys got the like. There's like the three hunters. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I saw the them. them. They find yeah, out. Yeah. They show up a lot, like walking around. Yeah, and that's another like cool thing about stories. Like, there's the musician guy, and he makes mm-hmm. like this. The world feels really rich. Mm-hmm. You end up fighting them later, and that was a boss fight. I was like, this, this is hard. That's a tough fight. You know, it's it's interesting that you bring them up too, because the way it sort of goes about it is similar to how Kill Bill introduces you to the villains in it. Mm. Like, you mm. get this appreciation for who they are. Right, yeah. they have because it gives a weight to those boss yeah. fights, and I think it pays off with the actual combat of them because they do feel epic. Mm-hmm. It is more, you know, there you have more things in the flux of it. But I felt the same way as you, Dave, where I was like, "This is really easy." Like I have all these really cool, fancy moves. You get, you know, a crossbow, and you have a, mm-hmm. a side weapon. With it's almost like a sandbox. Like, how am I going to play with these enemies? Basically, because they can't. You know, because even like the, the combat's not like you're just swinging. Like depending on your direction, you could do like area attacks. Yeah. Yeah. You can jump. You can up bounce. And down, like, you can do the, the duck tails. Yeah, can... like the but you, bounce you really, on the head. You don't have to. <laughs> you could just kind of just <laughs> which shovel I ultimately didn't really mind mm-hmm. because what it really then came to me was this is not becoming an obstacle 
to the story moments because I wanted mm. to see what happened next. I wanted to get yeah. to the next key. Mm. I know, you know, that's another thing I appreciate about it. It's like, I, it, I felt like they were thing. the, the time I spent doing easy combat was the time I wanted to be, ha, experience the story. Like the, the beats felt too far apart to me. Mm. Well, because again, and the you said it was a short game. Minimal. It didn't feel short to me. Like I, mm. I feel they, like I played for two hours and did nothing. Mm -hmm. This pacing oh, wow. is this pacing is molasses. I will give you, not, not that I'm giving you that. I'm just like I agree. Like this pacing is molasses. It's slow. Um, you know, narratively it wants you to slow down. I think, but I I'm just saying, like it doesn't feel snappy when you're like getting on the boat and you're waiting for the boat. And there's a lot of waiting, which. Mm -hmm. I originally almost I was like, oh man! Insert that uh, errands out. There's, yeah, so, there's much so much. So much. Gosh waiting. dang, waiting. <laughs> the majority of the game I played was on the PS4, okay. not the five, and maybe my load times in the boat were even longer. Oh maybe. Oh, I never noticed. Like I, I never felt kind of the, slogged down by the boat sequence. I played on the Switch. And mm -hmm. I guess I just felt the boats were slow because in the beginning, and now I'm used I mean, to it's it. It's slow, you know I mean? but it, like that's a time for like the dialogue. With the, yeah, what dialogue? The guy on the boat. He's talking to you like, hey. The pacing is very particular. I think is the biggest takeaway from that. It's it, a particular it, pacing compared to like the snappy combat, and and the storytelling finds you in between the combat. And I feel that like pacing. Mark and I experience time in different ways. <laughs> Only when it comes to talking about the length of games can I see this. <laughs> I mean, it blur. I mean, I will say I beat it in two sittings, and that makes sense. You, pl I play. I sat down and played it four times. Wow. It, Mark, think, like, sittings are longer. I think. I More mean, for this, I, I, I want to say my clock was somewhere in the four hour mark, and I didn't really feel. Like, I definitely thought it, it wasn't, like, super fast and snappy. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I always thought, and maybe it was just because I, I kind of really sunk my teeth into, like, the tone of it mm -hmm. in the world. Like, I didn't mind you, it kind of taking mm -hmm. its time. And, like, when you're having these conversations that, you know, the... And it's, like, you know, just the slower tone of everyone's talking. Because, I don't know, it just always made everything feel like there's no wasted space here. The way yeah. I saw it, because it's just kind of like everything has a weight, and I want you to take it, and I want you to see it, and I'm gonna leave it there in front of your face before I put you in the it's next. It's very place. dense. The and average it... how long to beat is five hours. Yeah. Five hours. Mm -hmm. Average. Long. Really? You beat right. it at four. Maybe I'm just so good at video. Maybe you're <laughs> wow. This is the just message so that we. Every time you're like, yeah, you could be Final Fantasy VII Remake in like three hours. I mean, Dave, we're on hour 15. Not <laughs> actually as damn as Mark has made. I'm just saying. I, Sometimes I, I, it feels like done, that. <laughs> when we're done with this pod, I'm checking out my playtime because I, I got to see what it is. Yeah. But um, I kind of... Do we want to talk a little bit about the term retro with this game? Yes. This is kind of a... Yes. Okay. It makes me I thought upset. you guys would want to talk well, about this. All right. So just to level that playing field and put the odds ever in their favor there is no tag for that that they did not go out of their way and say this is a retro oh, okay, game good. so it might have just been a marketing move who called it but, i just want i just want to have the i just want to throw out the question right now is it fair to now say in 2021 if something is pixel art we should not call it retro anymore? i agree because there's so many of these games. pixel yeah and also like all right so on my stream recently ish i played the jane silent bob game 
um, one of the two. There's one that they made for NES, and you can buy an NES cartridge, mm. and you can plug it into your NES. That, to me, is the new bar for when you want to call a game retro. Okay, can it play on a Super Nintendo without any kind of, like... like? I think I'm, it's just wanna... a short term for, like, it's an homage to simpler games. Right. It's like, like side-scrolling it's, pixel it's, art. Yeah, it's pixel art. It's 2D. But see, like, even with the pixels here, and Dave, like, you, I mean, like, I wrote down the dig, but you're right. Like, it's totally like LucasArts Point Adventure. It is. Games. Like, it looks like those games. This reminded me of Monkey Island, right? Yeah. Yeah, like what do you think of those early, mm-hmm. early Monkey Island games? Mm-hmm. But do we need to stop calling like uh, like I would never call Elijah Elijah. We've been saying it. All <laughs> I, I struggled. I don't. I couldn't call this game retro because it, well, it looks like it. You know, it is pixel art. Like the combat and the fluid, like yeah, the no, fluidity of all these things. Like it, that's not how games work. And also, it's it. I think, yeah. That's yeah. like that's not slow moving contra bullets. But yeah, they do so, want you to feel like you're playing an Atari game in certain ways because some of the ways the characters look are very, like, they didn't even make a face form. And so they're like, this is how it looked on Atari. So they're definitely referencing certain aesthetics that were but see, made like, by necessity by Atari and, so, and such. Isn't it? Aren't we now at the point, though, where there are so many games like this? That term doesn't mean anything. You could call like, Tokyo saying, oh, Jungle it Retro. To look like this. What's that? You could call Tokyo Jungle Retro. That game is old. At this point, yeah. But see, like, even that, it's just like if you were born in, you know, 2000 and you're now 21 years old, like, you grew up in a very far removed from this pixel world's age. Yeah. Like, I, like, I just, and this is just one thing I noticed where I saw that, like, ran a few words. I'm like, we need to stop using retro because there's so many of these games. I really think it goes back to pixels and the, and the side scrolling and just like that weird combination that made up these games that created the golden age of gaming, if you want to call it that. Um, and you're kind of choosing to use the old tools, I guess is the way it's viewed. You're choosing to use these things that we've quote unquote grown outside of like 2d was a limitation before it wasn't because we wanted it. It was because that's just what made sense. Now you've got 3d games and that was the next step. And I think that like, this is like, we're choosing to use these old tools. We're using them. I think it's just a misnomer. That's what it's I feel too. mostly marketing, in my opinion, but I think yeah. it's just like they're trying. There's also a side to it where they're saying we're we're thinking I'm of like, Metroid, I think it's we're thinking a lot of, of it Super is Mario, nostalgia driven. Yeah, and therefore, but like, it's I easy never to... felt, I didn't feel nostalgia. But I think game. that like right. the the gameplay mechanics, like it, this is what like instead of every game being a first person shooter, right. Mm-hmm. You know, or but like Golden a GTA style retro. 3D sandbox game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, or like, or like an Assassin's Creed. Like, this is a, this is simpler in concept. There's a jump. Mm-hmm. There's an attack. You know what I mean? Like, and it, but you, yeah. but then we would go with the label of this is simpler, not retro. Yeah, but yeah, simple I'm saying it's a misnomer. Yeah, yeah, right. it, it's right. definitely it's, become its, its own inspired. Thing. You know, like they're not they're sticking with pixel art because it. I don't know. It's almost like shorthand to, yeah. to set your expectations. I can see that. And also it, it's, it sets the stage for you right away. Yeah. And when we, you mentioned the, the, the word inspired, like it makes me think of like, you know, we're right now, Dave and I are deep in playing star renegade spoilers. You guys are loving that game. It's, it's going to be a good episode. I'm, just, I'm sorry to spoil like, that. It's just that so game, funny to see how much you guys are talking about it. <laughs> you'll you, I, you even play that. I don't even play that. Nah, I just suggest <laughs> the games. I don't play the games on this podcast. What are you talking about? So, 
You what do you think? It's like, is that yeah. it's got a pixel art style? Is that I'm just inspired? the idea guy? <laughs> I'm just the idea guy. I just put him out there. You take my like, ideas and you make them. Like that game is a pixel art game, but they it's so clear what are inspirations for it. Into the Breach, uh, the Mordor games with the the weird Nemesis system thing. Like there are clearly Yo. things. While it looks no, that not way, Nemesis it, system. Don't call that, it uh, that. You're gonna get sued, dude. Isn't that trademarked? Oh, it's trademarked. You're what are you doing? Out. Watch out! You're gonna send the, the orcs. The um. They're gonna the, have to take that. The bad that guy game. who beats you gets stronger and remembers system. Yeah, it's adversary but, system. <laughs> all right, so I'm glad we're in agreement. So let's official dinosaur machines. I spit we water. Taking the, the term All over retro, the place. Dan spits out water, and we're we're punting the term retro. We're never yeah. calling anything retro. Well, that's not true. No, I mean maybe something can be retro. Well, maybe we Mark. have to we we'll, have to use we'll it properly. To... <laughs> Language is fluid, Mark. You gotta roll with it, or you just become another fossil. Yeah, maybe this is just the like the gamer splitting hairs. It's because you feel like retro used to mean something. Hey, before I now. understand, you already you calls. irked me just the other day because you said. <laughs> Um, we, yeah. you said that we should look for another walking sim and I'm like, they're not walking sims. <laughs> just like, their story, they're, uh, visual they're exploration story. games. Oh, oh, where do you know? You were like light adventure. I think they're like light adventure or, and, or ex- walking sim is a little, uh, a little tiny. Is it treadmill? Isn't it? Walking. That's, that's <laughs> stranding. Is you know what? Walking, walking yes. Death stranding is a walking sim. Shout out it simulates what it feels like to walk. Quop is yes. a walking sim. It's walking simu- no, is it, a gameplay it's, it's like the evolution of Quop. It's Quop HD. That's that's Death Stranding. HD with blobby monsters. But right. all right, so let let's let's put this in a bow. Final thoughts, Aliha. Yeah. If, if you like a story driven, <laughs> retro two D style game with snappy combat, you'll like Olia. You know, that's the thing. Like, I can say that to people who... I feel like you have to have, like, a couple of other games under your belt before you play this, because it does come at you with some things that, like... Not that you need experience, but I feel like you can't, like... It, it throws a lot at you that, like, video games have been doing the puzzling with the with the spear throwing. Yeah, like, it's what? a little... A little, that's probably the most complicated and interesting part of the game, too, is the spear throwing and the way it uses that, but... It's a harpoon. Yeah, yeah. Let's call, a, know, <laughs> Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. Stop calling it a spear. If you, yeah, I just it's it's definitely got that style. It's so beautiful and it's fun to play. Real question is who would win in a fight with a harpoon? Faraday or that character in Final Fantasy VIII who is in, so, oh. in Laguna's uh, group. Not What's his name? Oh, Ward? whoa. <laughs> Something like that. That, that name sounds right. I think it's Ward. I'll go Faraday because he's boss. Yeah. He he's got like little twirlies. But Dave, you were the, definitely the most down on it. Yeah. Where would you come down on it? Final words. Yeah. yeah. Oh, me? Um, <laughs> like I said, I think I would prefer it as an adventure game and avoid all the combat. Mm. Like, I think that if you. Would just, you like to watch If you want to tell me the story. Tell me the story. Maybe you can find it on YouTube and just skip the. I'll make you let's play this for Dave. Purpose, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Then why do I need the game then? I guess that's true. But I'm just watching the game. Um, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. This was a game that reminds me of like why I love doing this podcast with you guys. Mm. It's games wow. like this. I would have never, yeah, never played this game. Like I know Dan has a big nostalgia. Maybe though. No, I, I like it because you got cool spear, go throw cool stuff. That's why I picked it. Yeah, like, it's it's not a plus or a minus for me. I don't mm. feel any which way about it. So, like, nothing about it visually was like, oh, this looks interesting. But 
loved the world, loved how the storytelling kind of unrolled itself, the, the weight everything was given. This is going to be, after next episode, the episode after that, we'll do our 125. This is going to be in the, this is going to be the mix of my top three. Like I really, really, really like this game. And, uh, I'll probably, if there's a physical version of it, I'm, I'll probably pick it up, which it probably will. Cause Devolver is good with that. Mm-hmm. They kind of come up with those things. Um, what Devolver is not good at is the trivial tastemaker though. He has never wins ever. Ah, good day, sir. And good day to you, sir. Do you know what is on the docket for this evening? Uh, I believe it is a trivial tastemaker. Ah, very good. Very good. Very, very good indeed. Scoreboard. Big deal. Big deal, Holyfield, tonight. Mm-hmm. This is it. Because who's got points? Dave's got nothing. He's got zilch. Dan's got one. That's right. M- Mark's got three. You're having so, a season. Well... This might be it. Maybe, maybe finally the planets have aligned. Because if I win tonight, I clinch. If you win tonight, I could still win. But I have to make sure Dave wins next week. <laughs> Not that I would do that. <laughs> that sounds I like to, you but would I do have that. to make sure. Dark Soul, <laughs> Demon Souls bosses that Dan has beaten. It's gonna be Tower Knight. Uh-huh. I saw. I, oh, Spider. So. I, I figure if there's if you're gonna earn this uh no oh boy this silver <laughs> monkey you have to beat Dan in a twenty questions. Oh <laughs> my Achilles heel and okay. my strength. Alright, so I just I'm, have to I'm I just thinking have to... of a game. Okay. <laughs> you may ask questions, yes or no, I will answer them to the best of my ability. And you guys are gonna figure out what game this is that I'm thinking of. I just have to make, Could make you imagine the mental if note I... when I think I know the game. Don't ask a question that's going to lead me to the game. Just go with the game. Could you that's imagine I mean. if I get this? Like, in It's the very first possible. One. I would actually say it's likely. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dan, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? No, I'm giving you first dibs. Dave knows what I'm going to ask. Did this game come out after January 1st, 2000? Yes. Yes. This game come out on the Switch? Yes. Okay. It's on the Switch. Is the Switch the only place I can play this game? No. No. Is this game... Would you consider this game an indie game? With all of its loose descriptions? Yes. Okay. Yes. Did we play this game on the podcast? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now you limited it to like a hundred games, <laughs> hundred twenty-three to be exact. You know, oh, no. I feel like that's the question we don't ask that often, isn't it? In twenty questions, because I feel yeah. like that was something different just happened. Is this Aaliyah? No. <laughs> it's not Aaliyah. <laughs> I would have had a heart attack and died. <laughs> All right. Well, at least it wasn't Mark. Would we describe the graphical style as pixelated? No. He's thinking about it. The fact that he had to is kind of surprising. That that's that puts a whole other spin on it. Uh, I I don't think so. Not pixelated. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, let's just start guessing games, Dan. I'm gonna be so angry. Did I like this game? Did Dan like this? Did game? you like this game? <laughs> uh, I I think so. If okay, okay. Think so. That doesn't help me much. I just kind of wanted to know. 
don't yeah. know. No, see, I, then a better question would did Dan finish this game? Because then that kind of really that would cool. give you either um, ninety games or two, depending. <laughs> on what. Pixelated. Um, do you see your character as you play the game? Yes. Is your character doing an unlikely job in this game? An unlikely job. Let me be specific. Is what your is character doing Net something that? Low. Okay. Okay. Shoot. But what game were you thinking? <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to tell. I don't want to say in case it is that game. I feel like, isn't that a false guess? Kind of? okay. uh, I don't know. You were right down on that note because that doesn't do anything for me. Um, I can ask this is game after just to waste my question. Would you do you use some sort of weapon in this game? Uh, no, I don't think you do. Is it Yoku's Island Express? No. Okay. Do you get why I asked if it was an online? Is it Mailman? Yeah, a beetle, dung beetle beetle mailman is pretty I unlikely if you ask me. I would, I don't even think I would have thought of that as an unlikely job. That's what? a very likely job. That's a real job. <laughs> I mean, it's like mailman. it's a real a job. Like, I, we all know it. Like if we had, if we had played, um, what is that game where you're, like basically the janitor who cleans of up a after the deadly missions. Oh, we never yeah. played that game. No, but it's... Um, but you know what I'm talking what about. Yeah, I, I do. do. That I would have considered to be an unlikely job. I think yeah, it's serial killer. A serial killer or something like that. No. No. Serial, serial cleaner. So you have no weapon. That's not really pixelated. No weapon kind of... It's cheating if I look at a list of games. Yeah, it's cheating. It's absolutely cheating. I guess. <laughs> it's cheating uh, if I cheat, right? That's basically... <laughs> see your character... Ah, pixelated. Why am I having a really hard time thinking of non-pixelated games where you can see the characters? It's like, all we play is pixelated games! I know. Let's see your character. Is it telling lies? No, it's not telling lies. That's a good guess, though. Is that on the Switch? <laughs> oh, is oh, it? I don't it know. It might be. Can I check? <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to help. <laughs> see your character. Is it? It is on the Switch. Um... Is it a puzzle game? Is it a puzzle game? Um, I don't think so. I wouldn't consider it a puzzle game. Okay. That's not to say that there aren't puzzles in it, but Thank I wouldn't for... classify it as a I appreciate a the game. unnecessary but appreciated clarification. Mm -hmm. I don't want to set you down, you know, a wrong mental path. Not main puzzle. That's what I'm waiting for that could see your character. I feel like I keep getting close to knowing it. I mean, there's only so many Switch games. Are there, though? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but there's are there... Finite. Like, are there for real? Like... Would you describe the tone of this game as funny? <laughs> Dave has a very interesting sense of humor, so it's an interesting question. Would I consider it funny... No, I wouldn't consider it funny. Not funny. Is it Kentucky Route Zero? It's not Kentucky Route Zero. But you see why I asked. Because that's like borderline. The game's not funny. It's not. <laughs> it's not a funny game at all. The game's actually. not funny. The game made me feel very bad. And I liked it. Mm, it's Ish. not pixel. I, I just got like the chills singing about Sorry. the... Uh, the skeleton. The, the skeleton scenes. Yeah. Like when you're yep. in the... Uh, in the Watching the play and you turn around, mm -hmm. it's there. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> Is it Pikuniku? It's not Pikuniku. Oh, 
Nice guess, Mark. You're really I know. Bringing, I'm looking at know, the clues. And again, I was like, can I play this with a friend? I got to tell I you, you're bringing your A game to this here, Tastemaker. But I guess, I guess Pikuniku is a... No, is Pikuniku a puzzle game? I don't even Absolutely, know this puzzle is a Pikuniku. There are, no, it's, a puzzle it's not a puzzle game. game. I didn't say it was said, a puzzle game. He specifically I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like that's... No, it's a platformer no, with puzzles. It's a platformer, that, the, a platformer Pikuniku, with puzzles. You're right. Pikuniku was a perfect guess. I'm just going to give it to you. the right guess, But Pikuniku is funny. And Dave would have said that was funny. Yeah, so, Pikuniku is funny. So maybe not <laughs> such a perfect guess. Um, Free money! Free money! Right? <laughs> that game is the antithesis of Kentucky Run Zero. Uh, all right. Stop fooling around. Oh. Oh. Um. Is it Night in the Woods? It's not Night in the Woods. So we're just guessing it. That's a funny oh. game. Yeah, it's a funny game uh, with puzzle crimes. elements, but I wouldn't consider it a puzzle. See, like the no weapon thing, and you seeing your characters, that, that's got to narrow it down. But it's not a puzzle game, so what the heck are you doing? You must be platforming and solving light puzzles. Depending. I mean, unless it's like an action game, but then there's no weapon. Dave, did you like it? I liked it. Dave liked it. He liked it. He liked it. Dan, ask if I liked it. <laughs> don't care. Don't need to. Now we know that you probably did, actually. I don't think there's been a game that both Dave and I liked that you didn't. No, I've been down on some games that you guys no, liked. No, no, no. Well, you're about to be down on this one. Is it... Uh, hold on. So, is this game... It's on the Switch. Is it a re-release of a game, or is it... Was it released... Yeah, is this game a re-release... Like, is it a re no. master? Okay, so. Like, it wasn't like Onimusha or something like that. Yeah, know? it wasn't. Yeah, because well, Onimusha you could play on Switch. That's not, oh, you could play that on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's a good example of a game that could have flown right under the radar there. So, okay. There you go, Mark. Teen, you up, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling. Would yeah. you say the, the time period that the game takes place in mm -hmm. is more modern day-ish yeah it's more modern day-ish it's not 1980x it's not 1980x thank you for agreeing with that's me. pixelated every time you say again i'm like <gasps> heart stops sorry if that's just you know, 1980x I'll, I'll go back to... pixelated it changes yeah. no absolutely it's not. Like it is pixelated. It's not no it uses see pi the pixels <laughs> he's i guess he's right I mean, like, it depends on which game inside the yeah, game that you're playing. It wouldn't have and, been a straight and you up... Have, and yeah, you have weapons in that game. You do. Uh, it was a bad guess. But, like, guess would, you, would you say, like, the, <laughs> the Rad Racer scene is, is pixelated? Right. See? I would, yeah, like, Cruising USA is pixelated. I mean, that's... Especially that It depends game. on your Cruising, definition of pixelated. Yeah, Cruising USA is I'm bad I'm trying to figure out your graphics. definition of pixelated. Well, I would Mark, say if it, if, if it... Doesn't look. There's a hard. There's a sharp edge. Sure. I okay. mean. But this is not a pixelated game. No, this is not a pixelated yeah, let's, game. Let's stay on. Do you think uh, 1980x during the like Shinobi part? That's pixelated. That's like hand drawn. I would have to relook it. In my head, it's pixelated. It's not. In my head, it's not. Well, in my head, it's really generally or evil. In my from my point of view, bad. Drunk Anakin Skywalker. You know he's gonna be in the new Obi Wan show. 
it's not funny. It's not a funny game. I know it's sad that Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not to say there's no humor in this game. It's just it's not like it's not a I, funny. It's not game. a funny game. Yeah. Like I said, did I like it? I uh, yes, you you liked it. Definitely. Ah, trifecta. See, that's a rare. That's a rare. Usually, you know, two out of three. At worst, one out of three. Um, what is the game we all like? <clears throat> and we're both going to be like, ah, when one of us. So many it. games. There's so many, There's so so many, many games. games. So many so games. So many games we played. Um, is it a strategy game? Is it a strategy game? No. Not weaponing. Would you describe it as a platformer? No. Not a platformer. Whoa. Uh, uh, that hurt my brain. Because the entire time I've had a platformer in my head. Not yeah, a that's why I was one. like, we need it's set a I don't know what to ask now. Right? Alright, is it an RPG? Uh ooh, mm, not, not really. This. Say because uh, I feel like we have... RPG <laughs> is such a loose term. Okay, okay. It is, it like, but it's not it's not a typical here are my stats, like you know, it's it turn based, based or action based, you know, right. RPG. It's I I'm like you're is you're playing the role of a character. So, right. Dan, did you mean, like, are there stats and stuff? Is that what you meant? No. No. I can leave it vague. <laughs> you know, thinking, thinking back, I can't think of any real true RPGs that we've played. Oh, uh, Saturday <laughs> morning uh, RPG. Saturday morning RPG, sir? Uh, like sorry. I said, I can't Excuse really sir? think of any games that we've played. That are... That's a game anyway, that I yeah, only so that's so, so it's not. And it's, it's I guess we know it's not. I associate that with Dan getting engaged. Those I got that was my playing game. Okay. And I still Would we <laughs> does the way you travel through the environment 2D is the mm. way you travel through No, the let me rephrase this. I'm sorry. Is this a game where you go from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen? Side scrolling if you will. Often. Often. Mm. Mm. Is this game narrative heavy? Yes. Side, often side scrolling often makes me think Metroidvania. Oh. But it's not a re release. It's not Castlevania. Okay. But I don't know if actually, because if you're going often, wouldn't you would impl the impl Let me. Is this a Metroidvania? No. Would okay. you say this game has horror elements? Yes. Are you looking at a list? <laughs> nope. I'm looking at you and Dave. And has hard elements words we all, in my head. We only played Is it detention? It's not detention. Damn it. That fit. <laughs> Dad's got it. Is it oxen free? It is oxen free. Son of a <laughs> As soon as uh... you said Horror elements was yes, and then it I thought role playing elements. you switch between characters often, in in Oxen Free. So looks like Wait, you're gonna have the to... what I meant by you often could that travel from left to right. I'm like yes, you because you go around the map, yep. but That's I'm like the there are it. also times mm -hmm. where you're traveling up, and also it can kind of do some of that 2.5D stuff. So it I'm like does, it's yeah. not yeah. just left and right. It's it was an apt your answer was apt to that. We go into the final round. I will say, Mark, I dropped the horror thing partially because I wanted you to be like, 
wait. I wanted to like. Detention totally fit. So every question you answered. Did everything fit? It, it did. Fair... That game is not funny. Was that game is not funny switch? at all. It has <laughs> occasional humor elements. Yeah. What? No, I thought it was. It has to be on the Switch. Why? Because it's 2D and you think the Switch is for chumps? No, like I like, can picture the box. It is not. Anyway. It is on Switch. What? It is on Switch. It is on Twitch? Switch. Switch Twitch. Um, but what is not on Switch is you, listener, because you're a human and you listen to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. Thanks That's for right. listening. Uh, if you joined the podcast, uh, leave us some nice reviews. We got two this past month and they were very nice. Thank and you for doing that. Yeah, you, listener, if you did it, I noticed. Thanks, it's Zach, fun. who's a girl. Zach, who's a girl. I, I like that Zach. they made sure to tell us because oh. it's a good name. But yeah, if you joined us, Leave us reviews. Tell your families. Tell your friends. Uh, you can guess all the usual places as you're listening to it. Spotify, iTunes, uh, the, the radio, ham radio, like in uh, Oxenfree, which has prevented me from getting a silver monkey. But I think week. that... Is my taste maker next? Or is it yours? No, it's mine. Oh, now you have now to block I Dave. Need, I need Dave to now win. Now you need to I... conspire with me so Dave loses. No, I will not be conspiring. No, I but you're I can throw it. Oh no! No one's throwing. <laughs> I want this. I want the one. He that wants I it to be his. Uh, but next episode before the tastemaker, we'll be playing the final game of the season. Oh man! Stor- stories untold. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Those stories Quite. are totally. Is that on Switch? I don't know. I don't think so. Why not? I don't see it working as well on Twitch. Gonna, Twitch. It's on Switch. Twitch? It's on Switch. Switch. Is it? Yes. Interesting. I'm looking it up right now. Um, I'm telling you. Definitely, oh. I definitely a game with horror elements. Great. Not a... Uh, what is this uh, uh, Evil so, Dead font doing here? Well, what it is, is this is the <laughs> first game that was made by the team that did Observation. So, oh, primarily uh, a puzzle game. So, and it's kind of like four little short stories that probably take would take... ten hours. No, I would... <laughs> It, I cannot <laughs> fathom a reality where it takes you longer than an hour to beat one of those stories. They, they're, they're, it's they're a short not little that, game. It's a short little game, but I like the way, what really clinched it for me, the way all the stories kind of intersect with each other. Very cool stuff. And I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. A little spooky. So just be prepared. Oh. Late at night, Great. and you're like, I need to go to bed a little bit. Maybe not I, the game to play. Right that's the only time I have to play. Thanks, I expli- yeah, Prepared. I explicitly... That's when I played Resident Evil 3, and I hated myself for it. Even though it was just 3. Yeah, I could beat the game in 2 hours now. The estimated like, time the first to time complete through, all 12 stories? 12? Four. There are 12 stories like, in it? It's only... It's 4. <laughs> Dave is looking at something that seems credible. How long to beat stories untold? The how estimated to time to complete them? all 12 stories untold... Estimated as one story. to two hours. Maybe like, there's now, multiple those endings really for short each. stories. That doesn't make sense. They're, re- Maybe, they're really short. No, there's, there's only... Mul- f- multiple endings for each of the stories. And 12 would make sense because, because four... Because there's a, a set narrative. Oh, actually, is there multiple endings? There he is. I don't think so. Dave's reading something, so you need to get your story right quick. Well, we're going to dive. <laughs> Maybe, listener, if you don't know this, you can discover it with us as you play the game. And that will be next time. But until then, kisses... Kisses and smooshes. Thank you so much. And Dave, do you want to say anything before we leave? It's the official uh, ending. Bye.